I'm scarfing a slice of homemade pumpkin pie, washing it down with coffee, when a promo for the 11 o'clock evening news airs. The anchorman teases with a murder at the Peking Dragon restaurant. Whoa, I was at the Peking Dragon today. I sit up straighter on the couch. The anchor says to stay tuned for details following regularly scheduled programming. My curiosity peaked. I scrap web surfing plans in favor of the local news, coming up in five minutes. They lead off with the murder. Michael Chang, the restaurant's owner, was pronounced dead at the scene. His picture fills the screen. I've never seen the guy. He's Asian with a full head of jet black hair and a distinguished, if not handsome, face. His life has been cut short at the age of 44. I'm stunned by this report. I feel a connection to him due to my presence there. How could this happen in a nice neighborhood? The estimated time of death is 3 p.m. My palms are moist and I'm shaking. The time aligns with when I was there. The camera switches to a cop who says there are no suspects yet. I'm about to turn off the tube, thinking the story is over, when the anchor adds a detail. Multiple stab wounds caused Chang's death. My heart thunders. This can't be. I advance toward the TV, my face inches away. I'm hoping to see a picture of the murder weapon, but as is typical of police holding back information early in an investigation, none is forthcoming. I'm sitting motionless at my kitchen table, staring out the large bay window overlooking my apartment building's parking lot. I've been in this catatonic-like state for the past hour, or has it been longer? It's dark outside, the sun's appearance still an hour or so away. The lights are off, but I haven't slept. I can trace my predicament to one word. Sure, uttered in response to a friend's request, shortly before Chang took his last breath. A solitary word. Sure. If only I had replied no instead, or asked for time to think it over. Time to consider the possible consequences. Rap, rap, rap. It takes a moment to register that the source of the annoying noise is a pounding at my door. The sun has just risen over the horizon. I check my peephole. Two men in off-the-rack suits. My heartbeat races. My hope for Jehovah's Witnesses ends with the synchronized yell of, Homicide, open the door. Sensing impatience and figuring the suits are armed, I do as I'm told. You, Peter Garrison, barks the taller, meaner one. Before I can respond, the shorter cop, who looks like a kid out of high school, cuffs me. Meanwhile, the barker reads me my rights. I'm being arrested for the murder of Michael Chang. The kid spits in my face as he tells me I'd better get myself a damn good lawyer. Once I'm cuffed, the barker throws me against the wall for good measure. Not hard enough to leave a mark, but hard enough so I'll feel it afterward. These guys must have ditched the police brutality seminar. They seem convinced they have their killer. They don't. Look, I didn't do it. I'm a lawyer. I believe in upholding the law. I'm not the type of guy to kill someone, I plead. Save it for the judge, snaps the barker. I've just been photographed, fingerprinted, and stripped of my clothes in favor of an orange jumpsuit. I'm sitting in a holding cell at the county jail along with about twenty other misfits in matching outfits. I can't be certain but am guessing I'm the only lawyer of the bunch. Not that I consider myself above anyone. A prison guard enters the bullpen, seizes my arm, and says I may now make the phone call I requested three hours ago.
I look up from my overpriced shoes, which I have stared at since my unceremonious deposit into the new digs, and the guard leads me on a journey to a telephone. I should clarify, the back of the line for the telephone. Twenty minutes later, I'm dialing Hank's number. My backstabbing friend Hank, the guy who got me into this nightmare. I haven't been able to reach him since he framed me for murder, so I'm not optimistic that he'll answer this time. I'm greeted by a recording informing me the number has been disconnected. Sweat pours off my forehead. My fingers tremble as I try his workplace. A co-worker says Hank resigned this morning. Wonderful. Looks like my buddy has bolted town.